This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. The 4th of July is next Saturday. Many of us will be with family and friends barbecuing and having a great time at home. But did you know on any given night, there are over 600,000 homeless people in the U.S., according to the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Most people are either spending the night in homeless shelters or in some sort of short-term transitional housing. Slightly more than a third are living in cars, under bridges, or in some other way living unsheltered. Today's guest is Jessica Palacio, Director of Marketing with UMOM New Day Centers. Welcome to the Father Matters Show, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, did I say that right, Palacio? You did. Okay. Great. Jessica, your mission at UMOM is to prevent and end homelessness with innovative strategies and housing solutions that meet the unique needs of each family individual. I love that. Share more with us about UMOM New Day Centers. Yeah, to start, I'll just give a quick overview. I mean, UMOM New Day Centers is Arizona's largest shelter for homeless families, and we provide shelter and services to families in the Maricopa County. Uh, We have uh, several shelters. We have a basic needs shelter, um, a large family shelter, and then a domestic violence shelter, as well as many affordable housing projects in the community. When people are coming to UMOM, first, how are they hearing about UMOM when they need it? They need to come. You know, a lot of people hear about UMOM through word of mouth. Uh, You know, individuals that have received um, services from UMOM before or those that have supported UMOM share all the different services that we can provide and the support that an individual or family can receive from us. Um, and then I'll, and then many individuals um, most recently receive information about UMOM through our Family Housing Hub. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is an initiative in the community. There's many uh, partners that uh, work w- with the Family Housing Hub, uh, but families are directed to the hub that needs services in the community, and then they are um, given a couple providers that can help them, uh, including UMOM, uh, Save the Family, um, there are so many different partners in the community that are under the Family Housing Hub. So when, when they come to you, they come in at the middle of the night, early in the morning, they refer to you. They're like, you know, especially with the domestic violence assistance. Mm-hmm. A lot of families that we hear from are from a phone call. Uh, so just because where you mom is located, uh, our main shelters on 32nd Street in Van Buren. So it doesn't get a lot of foot traffic, but more uh, phone calls asking for services and assistance. Um, those in a domestic violence situation um, will be you know handled a little differently than a family that is maybe sleeping in their car or on the streets and, and are homeless. Um, those families that are homeless that need immediate shelter could be referred um, after the ha- family housing hub to our Watkins uh, Basic Needs Shelter. That shelter houses um, 20 families and up to 120 single women. So that's how we support um, housing or sh- giving shelter to single women. But that's kind of an entry point for families that are, you know, are in dire need of shelter at that time. Yeah. So and so when they're coming. 
for domestic violence shelters, are they getting programs? Are they getting are they getting wraparound services? What happens when the moms come? Are they allowed to bring their children with them as well? They are. We have um, a small domestic violence shelter at an undisclosed location in the community, and they um, do receive wraparound services for the woman as well as their children. Um, and that that shelter and that program is is obviously very different than our um, homeless shelter, but it does provide some case management and counseling services and any other wraparound services for the families to have a safe place and to be able to to, uh, find their own housing. Yeah, and also what's awesome while they're there, you have a workforce development. Is that like a workforce development center? What happens? You you helping them, basically you're helping them out of the situations that they're in Mm -hmm. to, to, to independence. And that's for all families we serve. Um, so our most of our workforce development training programs are at our main shelter, which is on 30, about 32nd Street in Van Buren. And at that shelter, we call it the New Day Centers. Uh, we can serve up to 150 families at that shelter. And uh, most of our workforce training programs are open to all those families that are there. And initially, we partner with AWE, uh, Arizona Women's and Employment and Education, and we have an individual from AWE that's on site at UMOM full time. His name is Bobby, and he uh, meets one on one with the residents and helps uh, talk about their employment plan, uh, whether that's resume writing, cover letters. Uh, it could be mock interviews. Uh, he has a job board that talks about what openings there are in the community. So he's really that hands-on individual that can work one-on-one with those that are looking to seek for employment. So in order to get services from you, Mom, do you have to be living in one of the shelters, or do you also help people who just are in need of workforce development, domestic violence assistance? Um, those that are in need of workforce development that are not homeless would not come to to, to you, Mom. We okay. are um, a secure site. Those that are that come onto the campus are those that are living there. We have security up front and just to provide a safe environment because those un- if we have 150 families, we could have about 300 children on the campus at one time. So for that capacity, those workforce training programs are just for those that live yes. here. But AOE does provide support and it's many, and so many other partners in the community for work first development outside. And, and so you will refer to partners of the community. For those that are looking yeah. for those different resources. How would someone, I mean, it, what, what's the process? Let's, let's just say I, I, I'm homeless, I lost my job, and I heard about you, Mom. What, what's like the first step? Well, and, and again, so those families that may call you, Mom, they will be referred to our the Family Housing Hub. And actually, the Family Housing Hub is for the community, but it's located right next to the New Day Centers. Um, it is literally a, a, a red door next door that families can either call or make an appointment to meet with uh, Family Housing Hub staff. And then they will do an assessment with those families to define their barriers and what best shelter or housing solution or what what best community resources available to that family. Um, So once they do that assessment and that assessment determines that, yes, that family needs emergency shelter, the Family Housing Hub will refer that family to maybe two different shelters. So they could refer them to... Save the Family in the East Valley, and UMOM New Day Centers. And as soon as there is a first opening within those two shelters, because there is a waiting list for both shelters, we don't have the capacity to serve everyone, unfortunately. When there is that opening, uh, families will receive a phone call and will receive placement that day. 
Um, and so our emergency shelter families can stay up to 120 days. So a family will enter that and receive all the services under workforce development, um, child care. We have a full on-site child care for infants to five years old that's licensed just like any other child care in the state. We also have after-school programs and teen programs. So there's ch- there's a programs to help the adults succeed and, and obtain permanent housing. And then there's also many, many programs for the children to help them succeed and thrive while they're at the shelter. Now, what I love is it's, it's summertime. It's really hot. July is going to really be really hot. Oh, yeah. I, I love that you have services for our veterans. You have veterans programs as mm-hmm. well. Can you share a little bit about your veterans programs? I can. We have a few veteran programs to support uh, veteran families that are experiencing homelessness. Um, initially, if a family is homeless and needs shelter services, we have a transitional shelter for veteran families at the New Day Centers. And it is about eight units where families can stay from six months to two years and have those wraparound services to help them um, achieve affordable housing, you know, help them save up their dollars or whatever they might need to, to make that next step. Um, some families don't need uh, the shelter services. They just need some um, temporary support. So we do have uh, what we call supportive, servative, supportive services for veteran families, and it's basically rapid rehousing for a family to provide some temporary financial assistance, um, uh, case management services, transportation services, maybe legal assistance, all different, you know, every, every family, every need is different. And so we do have uh, uh, that, that um, supportive services program. And that's located at a campus we call Madison Point. It is near the VA hospital, um, just north of downtown, and it, and it is a community specifically for those veteran families. And then lastly, we do have 10 units at Madison Point that is set aside for those that need permanent supportive housing. And so that's a family that might need more intensive case management services and financial support, maybe medical services. Um, those that are on a longer term need that um, supportive side of permanent housing. Now, just because someone's a veteran, do they get you know, pushed to the top of the list? It, they get put into a different program, mm-hmm. a, a program, and that's why we wanted to make a change, and, and not just you, Mom, but, the, you know, the mayor of Phoenix, um, Greg Stanton, put out a call and said we want to end veteran homelessness, individual and family homelessness, and he has done that in the last couple of years, and so that's where all these programs were developed through community dollars to help those families. And do you screen the, vet, the veterans, anyone for that matter, but the veterans, like if it's, if they have any mental health issues, do how do you work with them if they need you know, and, and mental health. And a lot of those that have uh, need support for mental health is for um, those that are in the permanent supportive housing because they're going to have long-term um, issues and support, long-term medical needs that might be for the adult or for their children. And they and, and that's why they're going to need that support. And so, yes, we refer out and we um, provide as much uh, support and care and medical services to those individuals. That's awesome, and a, and a lot of people need to know about that. Now, earlier I was saying that there are over 600,000 homeless people, not in Arizona, but in the U.S. What kind of pressure, if any, is it putting on you, Mom, here in Phoenix? Because are you statewide, nationally, where's or are you just based right here in Phoenix? You, Mom, is just based in Phoenix. Okay. Um, our uh, shelters and our affordable housing is just in the Phoenix area. Uh, but we do uh, keep up with the national model and what other shelters and, and programs and services are doing nationally. And we've had a, a really great presence in the community and have become 
um, somewhat of, of a national model for people to learn what we're doing with our shelter and our programs and services. And they're taking what we're doing and, and, and sharing it with their programs and staff to kind of uh, leverage what we're doing and make an impact in other communities. That's powerful. And, and, and what I, what I want to do, I know we're about to go into break. After the break, I want to go into maybe uh, sharing a couple of success stories because I've heard of people who've been through you, Mom, and they're up on their feet mm-hmm. and running, and that's powerful. We've got to have some of those success stories. You're listening to The Father Matters Show with Vance Sims, and today's guest is Jessica Palacio. Director of Marketing with UMOM New Day Centers. We'll hear more from Jessica after this. Hi, this is Vance Sims, host of the Father Matters Show. Would you consider partnering with us? Father Matters is a nonprofit ministry that's listener-supported and relies on donations and grants. All funds raised go directly to Father Matters Mentoring Programs for Families, which means that your donation will help important projects that service children and families. For more information about partnering with us, log on to fathermatters.org and click the Donate to Father Matters icon. Together, let's build stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And we're back with Jessica Palacio, Director of Marketing with the UMOM New Day Centers. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Also catch the Father Matters show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. Jessica, just before the show, I was hoping that you can share a, a success story because you, Mom, you, that agency, you guys are doing some awesome, powerful work. I want to thank you as a partner with Father Matters. And just especially with the heat and just the stuff that you're doing and the services that you're providing. That's why I love having guests on here from agencies and organizations that are doing it. So Mm -hmm. if people need services, I want them to call, contact the services direct. Just before the top of this show, um, I was going to ask you about a success story. Do you have a success story? I do. I I have a very recent one. Um, I'm going to read it for you. It's a, a young boy that actually currently lives at UMOM. A lot of the success stories that we share are families that have already um, are in affordable housing, uh, you know, on their own, doing great. And I think this family will get there. They're not there yet. They're still living in shelter. But this is a great story about a young boy and how he's overcome uh, his family being homelessness. It's, his name is Ryan, and he's 13 years old, and he's living at UMOM. Uh, before you, Mom, Ryan and his dad, Mom and sister, was living in a nice apartment complex. They had their own car, and both of his parents were working. His parents worked in the medical field. Then his mom got sick. She was diagnosed with bipolar disease, and she ended up losing her job because of mental health. Ryan's dad also lost his job around the same time, and it became difficult for both parents to continue paying for their apartment and car. His parents were both under a lot of pressure to find employment, and it was stressful so stressful that his mom became depressed. They didn't have any help and nowhere to go and quickly became homeless. Ryan's family arrived at UMOM's Watkins shelter and then was referred to UMOM New Day Centers. 
They stayed in UMOM's emergency shelter for two months and then are now transitioned into our transitional housing program at the New Day Centers. They are all happy to be at UMOM because they've received a lot of support and help. Ryan and his sister uh, attend the, our teen program every day. He likes playing Xbox with his friends and likes having a place where he can have fun and be a kid. They also get to do activities like leadership and training, which Ryan was just nominated as the vice president of. In this program, uh, the students get to learn uh, about leadership, community involvement, and is able to be the voice of all youth on the campus. Also in the team program, Ryan was able to shadow the culinary program at UMOM and learn how to cook and prepare food. This was his favorite. Ryan's mom recently graduated for, from UMOM's barista training program, where she learned all about customer service, cashiering, and how to make Starbucks drinks. She is now in school full-time and working to get her associate's degree. All this living at UMOM. After working with the employment team, Ryan's dad has recently secured a job at Walmart. He's looking forward to starting work again and is excited that he'll soon be able to um, prov provide a down payment for their own apartment. Working at UMOM, Ryan's family, oh, thanks to UMOM, Ryan's family is not homeless anymore. His experience at UMOM has exposed him to different opportunities, and after spending time in the kitchen in the culinary program, his dream is to become a professional chef and work in a restaurant. This is just one story that I felt like mm -hmm. was great to share about a family struggling, a family that you might know every day, a neighbor that ended up at UMOM but is making a positive change. And see, and that is so powerful. If it wasn't from UMOM, where would they go? Right. You know, and we, 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 we need to realize, people need to realize, a lot of us are one decision away, one choice away, one paycheck away from needing a service like you, Mom. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us, we walk around in life, we act like everything is fine, and it's like, you know, we, we don't share our hearts. You know, we just share situations with each other. How you doing? Oh, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. But we don't know that this person's family haven't eaten for the last two days right. out of embarrassment. You know, and that's why I personally appreciate you, Mom. Uh, is you, Mom, nonprofit? We are. We so are. So, what could people do to help with, with the services you, Mom, are doing? What, what can everyday people do? There are many things uh, that people can do, everyday people can do. Uh, one, I would say volunteer. That's the number one w way we see people get involved. Uh, we have so many volunteer opportunities, whether it is our Read to Me program that's on every Tuesday night from 6 to 8, and it's one-on-run reading with a child on campus. And you can go to our website at umom.org to sign up for that. Uh, we have meal service volunteer opportunities. Another great opportunity is our helpings uh, cafe catering and market that just opened. So if you come down to our shelter at 32nd and Van Buren, you can stop into our social enterprise cafe and have a Starbucks coffee and help uh, homeless families at the same time. Now, two things, because you talk about as, as fast as I do. <laughs> I, I love that energy. Now, two things. Youmom.org. Spell that out, because some people may think it's Y-O-U. It, Yep, it's U-M-O-M. Dot org. Mm -hmm. And slowly, tell me about this cafe. Helpings Cafe opened about a year ago, and it is a social enterprise venture where we provide uh, workforce development training. We have a barista program inside, so adults can learn uh, the skills of a Starbucks barista and then go out and, and get a job. But then it's also a revenue generator for you, Mom, as well. See, that is awesome. And, and, and going back to this family, they, they, had, they were living in an apartment. Mom and dad were working. Mom got sick. Mm -hmm. Dad lost his job. Right. The good thing is dad didn't have too much pride to say, I need help. Because with most men, not all most men, mm -hmm. we don't know how to ask for help. 
And I I mean, for them to say, we need help. And they're now, dad is working. How's mom's health? She's she's doing great. Uh, and that's why she, uh, you know, she finished the barista training program. She learned a new skill, a new trade. And then now she's going back to school as well. And you have an after school, the teen activity program yes. through you, mom. And, and, and what is that? We call it TAP. And it's a really great, safe place for teens to come after school on the campus that they can um, interact with those that are their same age, going through similar experiences and have fun at the same time. So people can volunteer. They can volunteer at the cafe. What else can they do to help? They can attend a, an event. We have a couple fall events coming up, uh, but in September we have our Walk for Homeless Families, and it is our largest event of the year. It's at the Phoenix Zoo. It's family-friendly. We'd love for you to come out and join us. And that's this September coming up. Yep. And do you guys have a Facebook? We do. Uh, Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Centers. Yes, that is powerful. And what about donations? If someone say, I can't volunteer, can they donate to UMOM? Is it tax deductible? It is tax deductible. And actually, in Arizona, uh, you can file single $200 gift or jointly $400 gift, and it's a tax, fully deductible tax credit every year to give back to the working poor homeless families. Yeah, because in, and now school is, what, about two months away, next month, end of August, for a lot of people. Um, do you guys need anything for the kids? Backpacks? Do you guys do anything like that? Or We do. Um, coming up pretty soon, we'll have a back-to-school block party where we provide every child a backpack, a pair of shoes, and a uniform. A lot of our children require uniforms for school so that they're ready and excited to go back. So, But again, this is just the, for families who are living at UMA, in, at UMA. Mm-hmm. and you know, not just anybody. People can't just show up, right? It's families living at UMA or families that are incorporated in some of our affordable housing services as well. And 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 one more thing, I want to ask you about the wellness center. Yes. We have an on-site wellness center through a partnership with Phoenix Children's Hospital. We have a pediatrician and RN staff, and basically they can provide all the services that an urgent care can provide on campus. Prescriptions, immunizations, well visits. And some people get better care by being at UMOM before they even came to UMOM. Right. And well, and just because of all the great partnerships and staff and volunteers that we have that really are passionate about helping these families and ensuring that families, once they receive UMOM services, that they never have to come back. 92% of our families that come into UMOMs and programs and services maintain their housing. And do they come back and volunteer sometimes? Oh, we do actually see it quite often. You do? Yeah. So what kind of staff is at UMOM? I mean, you guys got to be powerful and, and, and loving. What does it take to be a staff person at UMOM when they see all this brokenness and hurt and sadness come in? Caring and passionate staff that are that are listeners, but then also ready to um, collaborate and find as many resources or solutions for families to, to help them. So, and again, so there is it... Is it a lot of pressure on you, Mom, because since you provide so many great services with the homelessness, with the heat, do you guys feel a lot of pressure? Yeah, I mean, there there's pressure every day just because we can't help every family. We have a, a long waiting list for families to get in. You know, it could be 50 families one day, that, you know, on the waiting list. Um, and those, some of those families are ones that are on the street or living in their cars. And I think that's pressure for any of us um, to have to, to know that families are in that hard shape and how we can help them out and how we can support them. And it's okay for people to say, well, maybe they won't take us. Maybe they fool. People can still contact you to find out if, if they have space or maybe you can refer them. Is it a phone number that they can call? Yeah, well, I'll give you the phone number for the Family Housing Hub, okay. and that's 
595-8700. And if the housing or the solutions that the Family Housing Hub is offering isn't the right services provided to a family, they will refer them to other services. Give me that phone number one more time, Jessica. The phone number for the Family Housing Hub is 602-595-8700. And the website to you, Mom? www.umom.org. Jessica Palacio, thank you for joining me on the Father Matters Show. Thank you for having us. Really appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the Father Matters Show. Send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. Thank you to my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you and God bless. 